0: Hello, my beautiful sweaty queen, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Callie, and I'm your podcast host. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so freaking excited and grateful that you are here listening today. And if you are a returning listener, I'm also so so freaking grateful for you and so grateful that you are back. So I am currently in a little podcast rebranding mode, so we're not calling the podcast anything today. But what I am going to give you guys is a little segment of the podcast each week where i'm going to give you my healthy but human moment so this moment is when i was being a balanced that girl that's the term i always use on my social media channels if you follow me you know girls who get it get it (laughs) so this moment of the week was this past weekend it was my best friend's birthday and we were having a pregame at my apartment and I had a bit of a predicament as I had a disgusting shot of tequila in my face and I had to take it and I was like I just there's no way like you know when you have if you if you're able to drink and you drink you know when you have a shot in front of you and you get a whiff of it and you just gag in your mouth and you're like there's literally no way I can do this I'm going to throw up in front of everybody because it's disgusting that is where I was at but I Turn around, open my fridge. I was like, surely we have a chaser in here that's not going to make me want to die. And sure enough, I did. And this, you guys, this is the moment I literally look back on and laugh so hard. I grabbed my celery juice, my freaking celery juice, and took a shot of tequila with celery juice. And I have a little epiphany that's going to blow your mind. The celery juice fully blocked out the taste of tequila. Like, I literally could not even taste the tequila afterwards. It made me feel so good after, like, so fresh from the celery. And honestly, I did not gag and I did not want to die. So if you have that problem where you're about to take a tequila shot and you literally cannot and you have celery juice in your apartment – I would say reach for it. It is pretty mind blowing. But on that note, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to get right into this episode because it is a good one. And also they are drilling in my apartment and I cannot tell if you guys can hear the drilling or not. So let's waste no time. I have a a podcast guest today. Her name is Kellyanne Stone. You probably know her by that from TikTok or Instagram. She's awesome. She is the epitome of realistic balance that girl. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast today. I've been following her for a few months now. And I love all of her content. It always shows up on my free page and leaves me feeling good and inspired, which social media should do. So if you have people that you follow who do not make you feel good, go ahead and follow them right now because you don't need them in, their, in your life. Follow more people that make you feel inspired and motivate you to be the best version of yourself. All right. So I'm talking super freaking fast. But on that note, before we get started, make sure you leave me a review so you can help my podcast grow. It means a lot. And I really appreciate all of your feedback let's get into this and have kelly on the show i am really really excited to announce that i have a guest today on our podcast it is kelly and i'm gonna let her introduce herself yeah my name is kelly i create lifestyle and wellness
2: content on tiktok and instagram i recently started a youtube and it's truly trying me but it's okay um I mostly focus on being that girl on a budget and sharing budget friendly tips with everybody. And I'm based in Atlanta. I don't know if I said that, but it's (laughs) brilliant.
0: So fun. Are you originally from Atlanta?
2: I'm not. I'm actually originally from Kansas. And I've been in Atlanta. I think this is my third year here.
0: No way. That's sick. So, what brought you to Atlanta? I actually started grad school here.
2: I started a PhD program here, but I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm so proud of quitting my PhD because I started and like within the first month, I was like, I can't stand doing this. And yeah. I really tried to convince myself that it was gonna be for me. And it was never
0: for me. <laughs> yeah. So I finished I- a master's I and I left. Oh my Amazing. Cool. And so before I hit record, like we briefly chatted about it, but tell me like a little bit about what you do for your full, like your full-time job besides being a content creator.
2: Yes. So I work for a company called Willipay. We process creator payments. So if you're an influencer, content creator, photographer, instead of having to wait for like the net 30, 60, 90, which is very brutal, we process the payment right away. So you get paid right away and we chase down late payments and stuff like that. And I, I work in community planning events for our community to help with like professional development and networking. And I also do blog content for us. So if you see like viral strategies, like posting to TikTok 20 times a day, I test a lot of those and then write about them for our creator community to kind of
0: share what works and what doesn't. That's so cool. So a lot of your content that you post, is you testing things out to see yes. your blog posts. So yes. freaking cool. Oh my goodness. I love that.
2: Is (laughs) that
0: what got you also into the monetary aspect behind that girl since you work a little bit with finances?
2: Um, So I mentioned that I finished a master's. My master's is actually in public budgeting and finance. So I've been more in like the finance and economics world in like my academic background um, and also out of necessity (laughs) because while I was a student like there is no dollars in being a student (laughs) so kind of learning to balance that and still be able to do what I want I love that
0: cool so let's dive all the way into what got you fully into the entire I guess that girl trend if you want to call it so first of all like what got you into health and wellness in the first place I
2: feel like I was forced into it. Like years ago, I remember being in like counseling and my therapist was like, you really need a routine because I have really bad anxiety. And I was like, but I'm so bad at sticking to a routine. Like I can't, I can't do it. And I remember for like months trying to figure that out. And then I got into more like learning about habits and stuff. And so I feel like that's where I really connected with like a lot of the, that girl kind of content that I was seeing, but I do feel like a lot of it is expensive. And I had started when I was in college. So like I started with, you know, a planet fitness gym membership and YouTube yoga videos because I couldn't go to classes and I didn't really have any classes to go to. Like my university classes weren't good and there weren't a lot of studios where I went to school because I was still in like a smaller area. Um, so that's kind of where I guess I started getting into everything was figuring out how to
0: create a routine after basically being told that I had to have one. Have you found, so since you obviously took your therapist's advice, have you found that it's helped a lot with your anxiety?
2: It does help a lot. I feel like my anxiety, like I really appreciate the consistency of a routine. And it like leaves me feeling very centered before I start my day in the morning. And I also was having a really hard time with anxiety and not being able to sleep or like waking up in the middle of the night. So I spent a lot of time on like a night routine, which admittedly now I'm not as good at, but when I was really having trouble sleeping, it was a huge gift because I would wake up in the middle of the night like freaking out and that's not fun if you are struggling with that and then you have to like wake up and go to class and do exams and stuff like that um so i spent a lot of time focusing on that. And that really helped me a lot because when you have anxiety at night and you can't sleep, I feel like it gets like this vicious cycle of you not sleeping. And then you're anxious from not having enough sleep. And then you're also not sleeping because you're anxious and
0: it's not a good time. Yeah. So tell me then what, so what is the night routine when you do your full night routine? What does it look like? I try to get off of
2: my phone like an hour before I go to bed. And then I always take melatonin now. I feel like melatonin was a gift for me. Like I need that. <laughs> it helps so much. Um So definitely that. And then journaling, I try to keep like a sticky pad next to my bed because sometimes I wake up and I like remember random things from my to-do list. I don't know if that happens to other people, but it happens to me all the time. So I try to just keep that there and like brain dump my mind before I go to bed because otherwise it's not going to happen. And then I keep like water and tea next to my bed and I try to read before I go to bed. I do read on my iPad. And I know that like some people are anti-screens right before bed, but I still will fall asleep after reading. So I don't really have that as much of an issue. Um, and then I try to get like eBooks from my library so that I don't have to buy them. Um Yeah, I feel like that's it. I have Now I have like all this extra stuff, like lavender lotion and pillow spray. We're really getting into it at this point.
0: <laughs> all the tiny things. I've yes. never tried pillow spray. Does it scent your pillows?
2: Yes. It smells so good. It's just like, it's the same scent as the lotion. It's like lavender.
0: That's amazing. And, uh, okay. I feel
2: like it's the same as like when you light the same candle while you're working and it like helps you focus. That's how I feel about the pillow spray. Like I don't think the scent matters. It just matters that you use it right before you go to bed.
0: Hmm. I'll have to try that. I've never ever even heard of that. Super cool. So on the days then, <laughs> so on the days when you don't have a full night routine or you don't feel like you have time to do one, how do you avoid that guilt or that negative self talk that happens a lot when we break our routines?
2: I feel like something that I've been working on recently is making routines based on like my energy and time. So I have like a couple of non-negotiables like the melatonin I need or I'm not going to sleep but obviously taking that takes like two seconds. So I feel like I just pick the things that have to happen. Like maybe I'm not gonna read as long or I'm not gonna spend a ton of time journaling and I'm just gonna like leave the sticky notes there. Um, or like a more simplified skincare routine. I feel like I just take less time, but I, for the most part do similar things. I'd probably skip the tea. Cause like, that's not that necessary to me. Um, but yeah, I would just break down to have it be less time for each of the things that I'm doing usually like instead of a full brain dump, maybe I just do like the little five minute gratitude journal thing. I love
0: that. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I am too. It's like, I operate on such an energy basis. Like every single day looks so different. You wake up and you expect to have a ton of energy. and you just don't. So it's yes. really <laughs> important to be gentle and loving to yourself no matter what, because like every day is just totally different.
2: Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like when you already come into your routine with the mentality of like, Every day doesn't need to look the same. It just all around
0: feels better and it's less stressful if it like doesn't go as you thought it was going to go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, also, it's like if you work a full time job, you already have this set structure of hours every day. And sometimes having an additional like 20 step routine can almost feel overwhelming and you don't want to do it like you resist it. So having just like three things that, you know, will make you feel good that you do. It's like a great place to start. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So like, I love that you do that. So then tell me, (laughs) (laughs) tell me about your morning routine. Like what does your mornings look like? An ideal morning for you.
2: An ideal morning, I wake up and ideally I journal before I go to a workout class, but I'll be honest, that like never happens in an (laughs) ideal world. It's going to happen. But it doesn't (laughs) like 90% of the time it's going to happen after because I am not waking up early enough to do it before I normally go to a class at like seven, but I only go three times a week and I kind of just decide where I'm at on the other two days. Like sometimes I might go for a walk or do a YouTube video on the other days or I'm just tired and I'm like, we're not doing anything today (laughs) and that's (laughs) totally fine with me. Um, And then I get ready uh, for work once I get back and have breakfast and do all that kind of stuff. Journal if I didn't before, which is very likely. (laughs) And then I try to start working. I uh, do have the benefit that most of my team is on central time and I'm on Eastern time. So I have a little bit of flexibility in the morning because it's kind of ideal for me to be on to the end of everyone else's workday since I'm literally the only person that's not, in my direct team on that schedule.
0: Okay, so okay, that so you start. I don't know, like, is Central Time an hour behind us? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so so like you,
2: if I start at ten, it's not a big deal. I normally aim still to start by like nine, but realistically, it's like nine thirty, and I'm yeah. obviously on before everybody. But then I don't have like the end of the day messages that I'm
0: missing yeah because i'm like done before everybody really that's so nice that makes a big difference like even an additional 30 minutes to just get everything together because like for me like this morning i went to i did reformer pilates and like just going to a physical workout class it adds on like an additional almost an hour to your day because yes. like <laughs> there like so worth it i love going to in-person classes like here and there but yeah, like I that's impressive that you get all of that squeezed into that time block before you start work. Like that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's mostly because I live close enough to the studios that like they don't
0: they're not very far. So yeah. my commute to them is only like 10 minutes, which is great. What are so what tell me then like what are your favorite kinds of workouts to do?
2: I love reformer pilates. I Most of the time, I just go to those classes. And lately, I've been doing more like traditional Pilates instead of like, I don't know, they have different names. There's Legree, and
0: then there's another one. Classic. And Mm -hmm. I know there's, so I teach more of like the Legree style, but then there's there's, there's classic, and
2: there's another one, and I want to say it's solid core
0: that does it solid core is more like Legree. It's not technically Legree, but it's the similar technique.
2: Yeah. So I had been going to a lot of those and now I have like one classic Pilates class a week. And then I do two of more of the Legree. And I like that balance because like Legree can be a lot <laughs> and having like the one more like slow class. and like, I like
0: it here. <laughs> I love classical. I love yeah. it so much. Like I have this studio I go to when I visit New York City and it is just the most chill, relaxing Pilates class. And you just feel so stretched out afterwards yes. and like you get a little burn and it's perfect. Like I go when I'm on my period cause I usually, I cycle sync yes. my workouts. So I'll do like more chill workouts when I'm on my period. And that's like the best thing ever.
2: Yes, 100% agree with that. It's great for that time of the month. And just in general, if you're like too sore but you still want to work out, The studio that I go to that has classic Pilates also does like sound baths and stuff. And I love those. Those classes are so nice because it's just stretching and then a sound bath. It's
0: a quality Sunday afternoon type of thing. That sounds incredible. Wow. That's awesome. So in terms of exercise, have you always been, well, you said you used to go to plant fitness and you did a lot of YouTube yoga. So besides that, have you ever had kind of different phases in your fitness journey where you're like into the gym or you're more into just like yoga, 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 like tell me about your fitness journey.
2: For a long time, I did mostly weights and then I don't know what happened. I just like started hating it. Like there was no part of me that enjoyed it anymore. I just found it like stressful and I don't know. I really liked it when I like first started, I feel like I had never really done strength training. And so I just felt really strong and powerful doing it. And so it was really fun. And then I just kind of phased out of that feeling. And I felt like I was approaching weight training in less of like a loving place towards my body and more of a, like wanting to change my body. And so it just, progressively became not very fun because if you're approaching your workouts like that, like it's not an enjoyable experience. And I don't feel like you have the same positive self-talk. And that's kind of when I transitioned more to like yoga. And I would once in a while go to these yoga classes that also had like a little salt cave. And I really loved those. Those were super fun. Um, And it had like that relaxing, more like meditation at the end. And then I started grad school and there was no workouts <laughs> happening at that point. I was like, I'm just trying to survive out here. <laughs> like, I'm going to count my walk to class. Like, that's it. That's all that's happening. And it was like that for a while. And then we went into lockdown, like right after I started college or grad school. And so Then it was more back into like YouTube videos and more like walks. I was like, I need out of the house. I need sanity. Um, and I eventually stayed on that path and then I got COVID and I was sick for like a really long time. I had more of a long COVID situation. And so I was basically like working with my doctor to like, phase back up to any type of exercise and i was walking for probably like three or four months and that's when i got into
0: pilates more after that and i've been on that
2: that jam for a while
0: very much wow, enjoyed it. wow. that's crazy about covid that happened to you Dang. yeah it was not a good time <laughs> so was it like like was it super hard to breathe afterwards for like a lo- super long time or kind of how did it affect you
2: I had really bad fatigue for a really long Mm. time and really bad brain fog and since I was in grad school that was like probably the worst experience because I would be reading for class and like not remember things but fortunately my university was like really nice to me (laughs) they were like we can work with you and I was like thank you because this is not fun um so yeah it was mostly the fatigue that was like really brutal and I had some trouble with like weird sense and not wanting to eat. Cause I would just be like, Oh, this smells like
0: I cannot.
2: My cannot boyfriend eat. has
0: that like to this um, day.
2: Yeah. I still sometimes have random things smell where I'm just like, I can't, that needs to be as far away from me as possible. Um, but most of the time now it's like phased out and I'm okay. But the fatigue was the biggest problem and like building energy back up especially if you're like not
0: eating a lot is really hard. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I'm glad that you're doing better and that you're able to like exercise again. Yes. Wow. It's not, <laughs> not <laughs> fun.
2: I feel for anyone struggling with that and please know that it is okay to rest mm-hmm. when your body needs that.
0: I mean, I, so I had COVID over Christmas. I had like I, the Omicron, the most recent strand and like, Thankfully, I got over it pretty quickly, but I did notice I had fatigue for weeks afterwards and I was really struggling to get through workouts. I was struggling to have energy to even motivate myself to do them. So it does really come down to just listening to your energy levels and meeting your body where you are and whatever, Mm -hmm. wherever in your journey you are every day, like weight loss journey, not like whatever your goals are, just meeting yourself there and be nice to yourself. Because going back to earlier, like every day is just so different and you can plan your workouts out for the whole week but sometimes you just can't make them if you just don't feel up to it so okay so i want to like circle back a little bit to when you were talking about how you were at the gym and you were having some of those negative self-talk thoughts so how did you change your self-talk like what did you do to heal that way your relationship with yourself
2: well i feel like Part of it is where I was at online was like not it. And I feel like that is underrated in like paying attention to what you're consuming online because I was getting a lot of workouts from like social media and I wasn't enjoying the workouts. They were feeling just like miserable. And then I was like upset with myself for not being able to do that. And I feel like just transitioning my workouts honestly helped me a lot and like where I was getting things online and like kind of switching into yoga, which I feel like is more of a positive space. Like I feel like there are good pockets of weight training online and then there are definitely bad pockets of weight training online that are like very negative and you're getting ads for like I don't know, whatever those weird teas are that are just like appetite suppressants. Um, yeah. I was definitely in that corner of the internet and it was not a good time, but I feel like for me, it ended up being more of a transitioning, like where I was getting workouts and the types of workouts that I was doing. And now I go to weight training classes and I feel completely different about them. Like I... If I do go to a weight training class, I go to one that is based with like personal trainers and they do more of like a holistic approach to wellness and they have like physical therapists there and they're very targeted at like making sure you have the right form and they're very positive overall in how they do their workouts. And so I feel like I like it more now, but I really had to just leave and like get out of that space and get into, I feel like a space where the workouts were more positive, which is why I love like your body positive (laughs) Pilates. I think that's so cool because I feel like that is what made me like yoga so much is like, it's very positive. You know, you might set an intention before you start your workout and it just frames how you feel going into a workout versus like Starting a workout from a place of like, I found this from someone online and I want to look more like them than yeah. me. And so switching the workouts entirely was more of a solution for me. I think that you could probably find more positive weight training people online now. I just was not in that, <laughs> that web of the internet.
0: Yeah. And it's it's really tough. Like I love that you mentioned how it's like if you're doing a workout to look like the person that is teaching you the workout, that's when it can become really toxic because a lot of like the weight training stuff that is on social media, at least that I've consumed, is also very aesthetic focused. It's Mm -hmm. not focused on how you're feeling it's focused purely on want to bulk up, like want to look like this. I yes. mean, <laughs> I can also say the same thing for Pilates. I have taken so many Pilates classes with instructors that are like do this Russian twist, so you shred inches off your waist. And I'm like, that is really not positive, and that's not making me feel no. <laughs> good about myself right now. Like you just have to be really aware of what you're consuming from the instructor because not every instructor is good for you. Yes. And it's like so important to like be mindful about that. It's not just about how the instructor looks. Mm -hmm. It's not about that at all. Actually, it's all about what is the instructor preaching, what are their values, what is their intention for your workout and your experience. So I love that you brought that up because that's such a great point. Yeah,
2: I am glad that none of the studios I've gone to have been like that. I would just be like I'm never coming back here yeah
0: <laughs> like, I mean thanks I've,
2: but no thanks
0: literally I've taken a bar class before and it was around Thanksgiving and the instructor goes all right do these pulses so you can eat more turkey today like verbatim said that and I was I was shocked purely shocked yeah. I was like we're this not was... earning food here no, we're not <laughs> earning food we're loving ourselves by doing this movement like Craziness, I have seen a few people on TikTok who have promoted how weightlifting helps with anxiety and stuff, which I do appreciate that for sure. So there is, if you are into weightlifting and you love weights, there are those people. You just have to find them. Yes. Be like, mindful about it. Wow, okay, let's move along and talk a little bit about motivation. So you clearly have a lot of routines. You clearly are super motivated in what you're doing. How do you? How do you find motivation?
2: I feel like my motivation really doesn't exist, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> One, I find motivation from the class pass $20 cancellation fee. <laughs> I love class pass for that fee. I will never miss a workout. And the funny part is is I'm like bribing myself is cheaper than paying the fee. So I'm like, "Listen, if you just go to this workout, you can have a $10 smoothie. It will cost you less." Oh my gosh, I love that. So, um, if you also are not a very motivated person to work out and you are motivated by your money not being wasted, I'm not going to a class class pass is it for you. Um, I also feel like just building the habits where like, you don't really think about it. Like at this point I book my workout classes in the beginning of the week. And it's just like a thing it's already done already on my calendar. I know that I'm going and I feel like that helps a lot. And then being flexible on the other days that I'm not like actually going to a class, but for me, I feel like I'm 20% motivation and like 80% habits of just this is what I do most of the time and so it feels more natural for me to like get up and go to a class I definitely still struggle on days that I like or weeks where I don't book classes or I'm like out of town and I can't use class pass like I do not want to wake up <laughs> there's no part yeah. of me to do that um, but I do try to just do walks because I feel like walking is so underrated Like, it's really fun, especially if you're traveling and you don't have access to a gym and you can kind of just explore where you're at and walk around and listen to a good podcast like this one. Like, it's just a good time.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea
0: Yes, I discovered the power of walking during COVID because I would walk. So I was in college in 2020, um, and we was like it was all online at the time, and so it was kind of pre before and like professors made you show your your cameras. So I would always <laughs> just turn off my camera, mute myself, and I'd go on like a two hour walk. For my three-hour class, and like, yeah, like that's a very long walk. It's not really reasonable if you if you have a busy day. So like now I don't go into our walks anymore. But I realized how amazing walking is in terms of exploring, and it's almost it's literally meditation. If you like, sometimes in the mornings I will just ditch my AirPods and walk with no music, nothing, just get just for like a meditative sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then all in the afternoon, sometimes if I need a little bit of clarity or just to kind of refresh my brain from a full day of work, I will pop on a podcast and go on a nice walk by the water. just like, it is such a mood booster. It's insane.
2: Yes. And I don't know if you've ever tried this. I want to say the app is calm. Maybe there's definitely one of those meditation apps that has walking meditations. And I love them because they just like, kind of tell you what to focus on. Cause I find that if I'm not like trying to consciously focus on something, I'm just like walking and my mind is everywhere. Whereas I feel like that will be like, okay, now you want to like, listen to the noises around you or like, what colors can you see? And it really forces you to focus on being present instead of like, Me, where my mind is racing and I'm like okay this is everything that I need to do when I get back and like I'm bored and now I'm gonna look at my phone or whatever else (laughs) I feel like those help me be more centered on like making it more of a mindfulness moment I love that I just am zoned out walking
0: there is an app I use so I love that one of the apps is actually like look at the colors around you like that kind of guided meditation so have you ever heard of superhuman Okay, so this girl Mimi Bouchard, it's her app, and she has meditations for literally everything. She has like a cooking meditation, a walking meditation. She has it. I think you'd love it. It's so I love her meditations because she has so many five minute ones. Like this morning, I did a four minute morning meditation while I was waking up, and I love her walking ones because so hers are not so much being the in the present moment like that one sounds like but hers are about energy so she'll be like okay now imagine your best self energy and like walk with it like walk with intention and i love those they always hype me up so that's that's another app that if you're into meditations and walks like it is the best okay so tell me you listen to podcasts when you (laughs) walk what are some of your favorite podcasts
2: okay i love case kenny I feel like his relationship stuff is just so interesting to me. Like, I just find it really interesting, the perspectives that he shares. And then I love Emma Chamberlain. I know some people don't. I feel like I'm really picky about podcasts because I don't like the, like, 20-minute introductions that I sometimes get Um, That drives me insane. I am a fast forward kind of person. I think that's why I like the case Kenny ones like even if what he had to say was completely irrelevant to me, he gets to the point so fast that I don't care. (laughs) And then mindset to manifestation, I think she's taking a break right now. But her podcast on manifesting in general is kind of where I started with manifesting and stuff. And I think that it's really cool. She did one that was like letting things go and kind of realizing that when you let go, you're making space for whatever new is going to come into your life and like how that's going to be more aligned than what you need to let go of, but like are scared to, because you're not sure what will come next. And I remember that being just like my favorite podcast episode probably ever.
0: Like I would listen to that episode <laughs> once a week. It's I so good. That. I'll have to listen to that. It sounds amazing. Have you ever listened to Jay Shetty? I don't think that I have. I love his podcast. Like he also gets to the point very quickly, which I also appreciate because <laughs> I have listened to so many that, oh, like I was listening to like a ghost podcast with my sister once and it took the people like an hour to get into maybe not an hour, but like 30 minutes. No, and like, I was like, too long. I was like, okay, I'm like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Let's start. So I definitely appreciate that. And I love that you also <laughs> like <laughs> the fast paced intro. Okay. So wait, so are you, so you're into manifestation. So tell me a little bit about that.
2: I feel like this was still new for me, but we're working on it. I was doing really good at like the daily manifesting journal time. And then I really fell off. I feel like I need to get back (laughs) into that. And then I have like a little crystal candle, very obsessed. Um, My sister was into crystals before me. So I just listened to whatever she tells me. Um, (laughs) that. I or like I have a little Pinterest board that I keep so that I can reference because I feel like I need to like study and like take this as a class because there's so much information um, but I do I've been trying the three six nine manifestations which is like writing three in the morning six in the afternoon and nine before bed and then also scripting is one that I've gotten into, which is more like writing what you want as if it's in present tense. like yeah. a Thank you to the universe. Um, I like that a lot. I would say I mostly stick to like journaling for manifesting. And then mm-hmm. obviously like podcasts and mindset, I feel like are very helpful. Even if you don't love the idea of manifesting, I feel like telling yourself that something can happen is just so helpful because if you are having yourself be your own like blockade of telling yourself that you can't, I just feel like reframing and realizing that if you think that you can't, it's probably never going to happen is so helpful.
0: Because, yeah. You
2: know. I just feel like you have to believe in yourself or you're not going to do it in the first place.
0: Absolutely. And something that I personally love doing that is a form of manifestation is every night or morning when i like think about it i don't do it every day cuz i simply don't remember but like let's say i guess i did this for my studio launch i was super super nervous to launch my online studio because i had free youtube workouts for the past over a year and my platform had grown so much or my my youtube had grown so much and i was like had consistent people and i was like oh my gosh like what if no one wants to join my studio what if no one wants to pay for it a month like I was having limiting beliefs, basically, and doubting my my deservingness, and what I did instead. So I have an awesome client that I I teach privates to, and she is a money coach, and it's like mm-hmm. all she loves money and manifestation stuff. She was telling me, Callie, like every day you should lay in bed and imagine what it feels like to. Just have all of those purchases, purchase email confirmations in your inbox. What does it feel like to just see those coming in over and over again? What does it feel like to have a studio filled with an awesome community? Like embody that feeling, close your eyes and just imagine it, feel it. What does it feel like? And I started doing that. I'm not even joking. I started believing in myself because it just gives you confidence. That's what yes. it does. You're like, I can actually make this happen. And believe it or not, like it happened and it has super exciting launch. And it all came down to, I wasn't doubting myself. I wasn't manifesting the wrong things. I wasn't manifesting those doubts that were in the back of my mind for a long time. And like literally manifestation can be you can do so many things with it. it can feel super complicated but when you just simplify it and break it down it's simply having confidence in yourself and trusting in your abilities
2: yeah and i feel like when you're sitting there telling yourself that that's going to be you you start showing up as that person yes and so it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy at
0: that point because you're going to start taking the actions because you already believe that that's you exactly it's like imagine your best self who is she what is she doing and then it's you want to become that best version of you so you start doing those things exactly it's it's so simple like it's not this huge process that has to be the most complicated (laughs) thing ever because I feel
2: like the internet makes it seem really complicated sometimes I'm like this is very overwhelming but if you just pick like one or two things That was kind of my approach is I was going to pick one or two things and like one or two people to listen to. And that was going to be it.
0: Yes. Yes. You got to start small. And something that is tricky with social media, I found is navigating how many people are out there in similar spaces. You have constant opinions, constant stories, constant. This is the only way to do it stuff thrown in your face. And it gets really overwhelming. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. I feel like that's where Focusing, like picking one or two people that you really like to follow and not being flooded with information is really helpful. I do this a lot when I'm like trying to learn something new online, mm-hmm. like I will pick one or two experts to listen to and follow and like consume that information rather than getting a million opinions because they're going to end up conflicting at some point. Yeah, And then you're just kind of left with all of this information that you aren't sure what to do with. Yes.
0: I'm the same way. I actually search people's names on social media <laughs> instead of going through the home feed because I get really overwhelmed with it all. It is overwhelming. Super overwhelming. Okay, I have one more quick question for you before we go. <laughs> is tell me, so you've obviously your platform is popping off. Like you are doing such an amazing job, and I love your message. You're sharing with everybody. It inspires me constantly. Um, so what are your goals with social media and with everything?
2: Um, I don't know. (laughs) That's just like, I feel like I have goals of like growing my community and I started a discord group and I'm really loving that because I feel like I get the opportunity to like connect with people and help them build their routines and like habits, Mm -hmm. um, which I enjoy doing. I do hope to eventually like expand more into like brand partnerships, but also I feel so protective of my community. Like I, Am just sitting here like when I get emails, I'm like, I just know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I will get emails about like shapewear and stuff. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, that's a no for me. And so I feel like I'm in kind of this weird space of like, I do want to expand into that and be able to like share products because I do get asked a lot. But I also don't want it to be anything that could potentially be negative for my community or something that like, I don't know. doesn't feel authentic to like what I share. So I'm still kind of filtering that kind of stuff
0: out right now. Yeah. I, I completely get that. Cause I just, so basically I just quit my full-time job. I was working in public relations and I'm doing full-time content creation and then my studio. And what I can say is it's like, I look at it as what, what would you like? What products would you share with your friends if you got, so today, like my f- favorite childhood tea company, David's Tea. They gifted me like a whole box of stuff. And it, was, it wasn't a paid collaboration. I pr- I usually just do paid collaborations just for the sake of time with only mm-hmm. brands that I do truly love and value. And I would share with my friends. I'd be like only only brands that I would be like, guys, I'm obsessed with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. so- exactly. Like when you have to let your best friend
2: know about something new, that's, yeah. that's, that's- the only type of thing I want to be sharing.
0: <laughs> right. And it's like, I literally was so obsessed with this tea this morning. I was like, I have to post about this. And I was just like, this is insane. So it's like, if anyone listening is a content creator and you feel like a little bit awkward with, promoting brands, like, yes, it can feel super robotic and awkward, especially when brands come with you, come at you with an entire template of like what you have to include when yes. you talk about them. <laughs> um, you literally just have to like, look at it as, okay, so your community is essentially people who are following you for a reason. They take, they're taking your advice. They look at you as a role model or a friend, and you have to just share with people things you would tell your friends. So, yes. Yeah, that's like what i would advise you just as you get more and more also like if you have any managers ever reach out to you i just started working with a. I signed like a little trial with a management agency and it's been incredible in terms of getting more stuff that's aligned with me because you're yeah. not getting that like shapewear stuff that comes in yes constantly. oh my
2: goodness when i get those i'm like absolutely not i feel like <sighs> when I get emails like that I'm like have you watched any yes. anything that I share because you would immediately be like no way is that gonna work out I know I'm <laughs> so like you're, you're wasting your time <laughs> like I yeah I'm like I can tell that this must have just been a mass blanket email where you just like took my email from my
0: bio and added it to your
2: your mail list because no way
0: <laughs> definitely not yeah you should also like Something that's helpful is if you have your brands that you always work with, just keep tagging them and send them all your stuff and be like, hey, if you're ever wanting to do collaboration, that's also really helpful too. But I love what you're doing and you're spreading just so much amazing messages into the world. And like I just want to say again, you really inspire me. And I think I followed you I don't know how many months ago, but I was like, I love her account. Like I love all this <laughs> stuff. It's so it's so like Like it's super aesthetic, but it's also very relatable and realistic, which I love. So you're always aiming
2: for realistic because yeah, I feel like so much of it is overwhelming because it feels unrealistic. Like I do not have a perfect looking home (laughs) and a million dollars to spend on new products every day. Yeah. I pick and
0: choose. (laughs) Wait. Oh my goodness. I didn't even get into this with you. Well, like the last question is for, for the girls out there who or girls or guys, anyone listening who feel like they are tight on a budget, but they still want to live that lifestyle of health and wellness and feeling like their best selves. What are just some super simple quick tips you would give anyone in terms of spending money?
2: Um, One, I would do home workouts probably, or if you were looking for something with It's like a little bit more consistent and has more of a studio feel, something like what you're doing, like an online Pilates studio where you can kind of get really good, consistent workouts and they're going to give you more of a routine. Because like, obviously, if you're using YouTube, I feel like that's the touch point that you're lacking is like um, having someone more plan what you're doing the way that you would get if you were going to studio. So I do feel like that's really helpful and it's a lot less expensive than going to a Pilates class, which is gonna be like, I don't know, on ClassPass, I'd say I probably spend $14 a class. So it's not like extremely expensive compared to the drop-in prices, but it's still pretty pricey because you're gonna need like a subscription and you're paying for it every month. And then making things at home, I feel like is truly the life hack that I didn't know I needed, like being able to kind of put everything together. I love half baked harvest for like salad recipes and stuff like that. They're still pricey, but like, I feel like it's $5 to make the salad at home and $15 to get the salad out. So I feel like that's an easy money saver. And then I feel like there's all these products that are like consistently in vlogs and I don't think that you need really any of them. (laughs) Like they're nice to have. And sometimes people in my community will comment that like, it makes them motivated. And I understand that factor, but also you can get a cute water bottle at TJ Maxx for like $5 and you do not need the $30 water bottle that's in everyone's vlogs. Like yes, it's finding that balance of like Picking what is helping you be motivated without having to buy like the name brand that you feel like everybody else
0: is using. Yeah, for sure, that's awesome advice. And like, I had a realization recently cause I was freaking out about money, is like, what what do these products, like what's, what's the feeling that you wanna get from buying these products? And you can figure out yes. other options that give you the same feeling that aren't going to blow the bank. So it's really just being mindful about how you're spending your money. And I love, I love that advice. And I love how you broke out, broke down the YouTube versus studio, the online studio or the class pass classes. Cause it really does come down to just what are you, what makes you the most, most enjoy your, what makes you enjoy your workouts the most <laughs> is what I'm trying to yes. say. Um, and also like the, I've never heard of, wait, what was the salad thing or the health harvest? Half-baked harvest,
2: Half-baked harvest. the recipes are so good. I'll have to look There's- into that so many good salads there I don't know they're just like I don't know I don't know what it is about them but I <laughs> I would eat the salads from that website like every day no questions asked they're so good
0: I have to look into that because after this I'm literally gonna plan my like my grocery list to make some food because I've been eating out a lot and I just love cooking <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna look into that for sure that's awesome advice. Is there anything else that you want to just chat about before we go that you want to share with anyone? Not that I can think of. Amazing. Well, where can everybody find you? You can find me mostly
2: on TikTok and Instagram at Kellyanne Stone. And I did start a YouTube channel. We'll see how long I last. I'm trying to be consistent, but it's pretty brutal. So big YouTube's tough you for that. It is hard like it's it's okay while i'm filming and then i am in the editing process and i'm like
0: what are you even saying and
2: why is this happening
0: i feel that like i started transitioning since i don't post my workouts on youtube now i've started doing more of the vlogs and like it's so the editing is so challenging it's yeah. so I like end up cutting out half my vlog cuz I'm like what is this? <laughs> what no. are you talking about?
2: <laughs> my videos I'll be like I'll import 30 minutes of me talking and I'm like I hope that this cuts down to 10 minutes cuz it might not even make it to 10 minutes even though there's 30 minutes <laughs> in there. Yes. I'm like there's going to be at least 20 minutes where you don't make any sense at all. <laughs>
0: like yeah yeah very confident it's yeah youtube is youtube's a different a different field but it's fun like i am very determined to make some fun vlogs um yes. <laughs> just I'm, to- I'm
2: vlogging this week so we'll see how it goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> let me know how it goes <laughs> it's
2: hard you have to remember to like film yourself all the time that's the hardest part about it it's
0: like i'll do something and i'm like shoot I wanted to film that. I
2: do that with TikTok too. Like I can only remember to do one. I either take the photo for an Instagram story or I take the clip for TikTok. Yeah. So how to like switch my phone to be always on live photos that I can convert them into videos. That's a life hack
0: you need. That is so smart. Yes you need that is that how you make all the cute okay you know all of the cute videos where you put clips to the audio and it's like a motivational audio or something is that what people do is it i don't know because
2: those you need longer clips yeah
0: well there's one girl i follow like kate barlett she's a fashion influencer and she i know she does a live photo hack because she always has a like her clip her videos are so cute because they're super fast clips
2: Yes, if it's really fast clips, the live photos will definitely work because you can save them as a video and I think they're like maybe one or three seconds or something. So they're definitely good for
0: TikTok. Okay, genius. I'm gonna use that this week. <laughs> how wait, how okay, I keep saying like last question, but how do you stay so consistent on TikTok with a full-time job? Like how are you making so I many videos? <laughs> You're like you did
2: okay, just- I do have a trend subscription. And that is high key a gift because that helps a lot if I, like, just can't think of something to post because then I have just, like, a default trend that I can fall back on. I feel like those are easy. And then the, like, text overlays. I basically have a group of videos I can consistently make, like, vlogs and then Text on screen that's more like motivational, and then I've been doing more like flat lay stuff recently because I can also take the photo for Instagram. I really am out here multitasking with <laughs> as much as possible. You're crushing it. It would not happen at all. And then, I mean, my job since like sometimes I'm just running experiments. Like last week, half of my week was spent researching talking videos on TikTok, and then determining like what makes them successful. So I studied like a hundred videos and their hooks and like what it looks like visually. Like a lot of them were really casual and like lo-fi, like literally people already have it recording and setting their phone down. I don't know if they intentionally do this or if they really are that casual, but after watching so many, it feels like they have to be intentionally doing it because like it's just more relatable. In my opinion, um, so it does help that like a lot of my job is also trying to figure out what's new and interesting.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. I've also actually noticed that too. Like I sometimes research videos just for fun, and all like how like I, I've heard if you have your phone like up close to your face and you're gesturing with your hands a lot, that apparently helps a lot in terms of making people feel like they're actually talking to you.
2: Yes, I I wrote an article on it, and I. Mention how it just feels like you're on FaceTime with them, like the way that they're handling the camera and like talking to you. And it's very casual and laid back. Like they just called their best friend because they found a life hack that they need to tell them. Like, that's how it feels.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that's. I love that's your jaw. That's so helpful. It's awesome. so fun.
2: If you so ever fun. have a trend
0: of like,
2: or I guess a strategy that you've seen, you've come across. To I'll let you know. Send it my
0: way. I'll <laughs> let you know. Yeah. Really We're in this together. <laughs> like seriously. Yes. If you seriously. ever need any advice on YouTube vlogs, <laughs> not that I'm the most expert at it. <laughs> I've just started. it
2: um i would say you're pretty quickly approaching expert status in my opinion oh thank you like (laughs) definitely succeeded in the youtube route i hit 100 subscribers i was so proud and then i was like this probably seems like nothing to someone but i'm really
0: happy girl like i'm not even joking it's the first thousand that's so hard it's like the first thousand is the hardest and then a thousand to like ten thousand is also pretty difficult once I hit 10K, like I was just pushing my YouTube in every single one of my videos, but I was also doing workouts. So like I would have a uh, a Pilates video go viral and I would like put subscribe to my YouTube for like super fun workouts and then people would follow me. So like most of my subscribers came from TikTok and Instagram reels. So I would try to like just push it at the end of your videos just over and over. You're gonna feel like you're just a repetitive person, but people- (laughs) people don't even notice like you just got to keep saying it over and over again yeah,
2: that's true i feel like the only reason that i hit 100 was because i shared it on tiktok
0: seriously tiktok is so powerful it's crazy i love
2: tiktok i love tiktok it's definitely my favorite platform for sure it's been my favorite. I did, I did have to tell my job that i would stop writing tiktok articles because it was like my third week in a row of just tiktok and they're like are you done
0: yet i'm like no Oh, no God,
2: I'm done. this is the land of
0: opportunity right now so Everybody fun I thought TikTok. I thought it was dying a few months back like really oh, yeah so like maybe six months ago I thought it was slowing down but I think what happened is it got a second wave and now it's back and popping because Instagram I think made a bunch of changes recently that made people not obsessed no, with really. it
2: nobody likes Instagram yeah all I see now is people telling me that they're gonna leave Instagram because they hate it yeah
0: well Instagram I've even noticed this so I was having like around New Year's my Instagram was growing really really fast from reels I think the algorithm made a change because I didn't I kept posting the same amount the same sort of videos and I started losing followers instead I think it's like there's been some weird change the algorithm and it's been really hard to like reach people recently
2: Yes, I went from gaining like a thousand followers a week to like having it cut (laughs) dramatically. And I was like, nothing here has changed. Everything is the same.
0: When did you notice that?
2: At the end of January. Same. So like over the last like week and a half, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. It does normally drop off. This is where you're really going to tell that I spend too much time analyzing this stuff. (laughs) drops off pretty much every time they
0: do an algorithm change
2: and it'll be like that for a while. And then it normally
0: it like, levels out. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I was, I had like, I try to not focus too much on my follower number. Cause that's when it gets super toxic for me, but yes. I've noticed it's plateau. It's very, I've been very plateaued for the past like a month. And I've my videos like my reels are still getting the similar amounts, but they were going super viral, like delayed explosion. And that has like it's happened for a few still, but it's there's something different about the algorithm And my like it was weird last week. My story is because I was having to send a brand, the insights and my story insights one day was like super low. And then three days later, it was like back to normal. There's something weird going on.
2: Yeah. I definitely think it's an algorithm change because I've gotten like emails from all of the various like social gurus that I follow. You know, we got to find our next viral strategy to test.
0: (laughs) Wait, who are, okay. I, I have a subscription to one of actually for two people. Who do you use for your strategies for like the TikTok stuff?
2: Um, I love Jackson's tips. I have his friends. (laughs) I love him. He's so cute. And his tips are really good. And he's just like very positive. I love that about him. Yeah. And then, um, I have a friend that does TikTok. I talk to her a lot about strategy and we have like little strategy sessions and whatnot. Oh, cute. Um, So I basically, it's those two. Like when I started focusing on TikTok, I was like, I'm going to listen to two people and that's it. Yeah. Absolutely nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that helps on social media so much with social media tips because people give crazy advice, like all kinds of crazy things. The 20 videos, I don't think Jackson's tips would have ever recommended.
0: Yeah. No, uh, like I used to follow Robert Benjamin a lot and he would be like, you have to post like 10 times a day. Like it was a really ridiculous number of videos that was. It was it was working for me for a while, like t- following his trends and tips and stuff. But then I got to a point where I realized it wasn't totally sustainable. So I just got the <laughs> Jackson his. T- I just subscribed for his stuff. So I'm gonna look into that this week, and I'm really excited because I yeah. I, 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 followed, I followed him for a long time, and I've always loved his stuff. That's good to know that yeah. you like it. The trend subscription is amazing. Ten out of ten. Amazing. Well, I'll like definitely keep you updated if yeah. <laughs> if then it like know it's how going goes well. For you. <laughs> amazing well okay well i think we're about out of time but thank you so much for coming on the podcast i absolutely loved having you and i loved all the amazing advice and just stuff you shared and i'm really grateful that you had the time to come on today yes
2: i'm
0: glad that we got to chat yes awesome all right well everyone make sure you let me know how you like this episode you can leave it a nice review and tell me below how you liked it. it always helps a lot and other than that, you can find me on Instagram and I'm sweaty and I know it. Tag me in your stories and make sure you follow Kelly as well. Have the best day ever and stay sweaty.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.